On today's episode, we bring in Almira, one of the CanGap team members. Now, Almira wasn't always a part-time employee here at CanGap. She started out as a high school co-op student. So she's going to give us a sneak peek behind the curtain of what it's like to work at the Canadian Gap Year Association, share some of her favorite resources, and also give you some tips and tricks on how to move yourself from a spot of an unpaid or co internship or co-op into a place where you can work full time. So listen to all of these amazing gems Almira has to share with us today. Welcome to the Gap Year Podcast, where we explore the who, what, where, when and why of Gap Years. It's real people sharing their stories, ideas, and experts diving deep into how you can make the right decisions in order to have a meaningful gap year. This is the place to be no matter where you are on your gap year journey. I'm Michelle Dittmer, your resident gap year expert. Let's jump right in. Welcome to the Gap Year Podcast. My name is Michelle Dittmer and I am your host and Gap Year expert. Today, our guest is coming from inside the CanGap team. We have the wonderful Elmira here with us today. Uh, so excited to have you join the podcast and share a little bit, a uh, sneak peek behind the scenes about what happens on our CanGap team. So thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Michelle. It's truly an honor to be on here. Yeah, I'm sure after editing so many of our podcasts, <laughs> it's interesting to be on the flip side. Um, sure. And we'll get into a little bit more about that. But maybe you could give the audience a little bit of insight into who you are, um, what stage of life you're at, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, for sure. So hello, everybody. My name is Almira. Uh, currently, I'm my second year at the BBA program, and I go to the Schulich School of Business. And in terms of CanGap, I have some incredible history. Currently, I'm working part-time. So I started actually out here as a co-op student before my grade 12 school year. Um, and then I went to contract hours, and now I'm here part-time. So uh, it's been a really, really good journey, journey so far. And I've learned so much throughout the years that I can't wait to dive in deep throughout the episode. Amazing. Yeah, we're so grateful that you found us and you came to us through that high school co-op program. Um, it really, truly is something we believe so passionately in is experiential learning and whether that's happening formally within high school or college or university or on that beautiful journey of a gap year, uh, being able to harness those hands-on experience uh, just makes a world of difference. And um, I'm going to ask you to share some of your maybe learnings from that throughout the podcast as well. Um, mm -hmm. But one of your one of your key roles with CanGap has always been knee deep in all of the resources mm -hmm. that we create. So yeah. you support with the podcast, you support with our online portals of activities and resources for people enrolled in the game plan or the accelerator program. You support with all the free downloads that we've got going on. So you've really seen everything evolve and come to life. So I'm curious from your perspective, a young person in those gap year taking years, what are some of the things that you have seen come across your desk that have really made you go, wow, or 
made you really um, think, think differently about life or just things that you're like, this is so valuable. Everybody needs to listen or read or watch this. Um, so what are those things that really stand out for you? Honestly, any resource I come across that CanGap makes, I'm like, wow, this is incredible. But I think a couple of like my favorites that have stood out, uh, starting with the podcast, and I'm not saying this just because I edit it or, or anything like that. Every single episode is, is just filled with so much valuable information. It's ridiculous. It's so incredible to see the opportunities that are out there that are like, I had no idea. And even like reflecting back on my high school experience, Everyone around me had just one pathway in mind, um, and that was to finish high school, to go to university, to get a job, and then, you know, that's it. But there's so many incredible programs and organizations that you can participate in um, that will really, again, help with your experiential learning. It'll give you life experience. It'll allow you to, you know, work on passions that you have. So, the podcast has some really, really amazing episodes, and I think a couple of my favorite. One of them was the Canadian Conservation Corps uh, with Michelle Chen. She came on and she talked about like her journey with with that organization. I thought it was just incredible. Another one was becoming an au pair with Natalie. Thought that was super cool. And if you want that um, travel experience, that's such a great program to look into. I think another podcast that I really liked was International Experience Canada, I believe. And that is when you, like, I believe you go to another province and you work there. And one of my friends, actually, she's in university, but over the summer, she, like, participated with that organization and she went to Quebec. And we were talking about it the other day. And she just said that experience brought her so much more confidence. It allowed her to develop her French speaking skills. It allowed her to just become... A, a more independent person. And I think that's so important, especially for us kids who like, you know, went through high school and the beginning of university and like our early adulthood through the pandemic. I feel like we definitely, we were so isolated and it was hard to get that independence. But I think these organizations and these programs have created such beautiful programs that, you know, are very accessible and there's so much financial support out there as well that you could leverage to go on. In addition, I think one of my favorite episodes is the one you did with AJ. AJ is actually a Gap Year ambassador on here um, on CanGap as well. So you can check out some of his videos on YouTube. But the podcast that he did was incredible. It just, as like a business student, he's, he also goes to Rotman, I believe. And so it was just really cool to see all of the different things that he did before coming into business. And it was just fascinating to see like how much life experience that gave him and like the internships that he participated in. And you should definitely just check out all of his tips. So yeah, the podcast is definitely my favorite by far. Um, and even the solo like episodes that Michelle does, they're so jam-packed with just a lot of valuable information. Um, and I think everyone, whether you're a gapper, a student, parents, like you'll all benefit from that. So podcast is my number one. Um, another resource that I really like is the post-secondary decision-making flowchart. Uh, not only do I love me a good flowchart, but um, it was super, <laughs> Who doesn't it, really, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> everybody everybody loves a good flowchart. Um, but it's it's really, really insightful, I think. It just, it gives you, you know, a few basic questions kind of at the beginning. And as you, like, dive deeper, Michelle actually provides you with resources based on, like, the pathway you choose. So I thought that was really, really cool. and. It just, again, it like broadens your perspective on how many pathways are truly available. And then finally, this is such a valuable resource and it's the gap year game plan. 
The Gap Year Game Plan, it's truly like a game plan. Seriously, it covers <laughs> all of the different elements that you would need to have a successful gap year. You have your goals, you have mental health um, and overall well-being. Uh, you have your financials, you have your career planning. Everything's so broken down into every sort of aspect you would want to develop on your gap year. So I think it just it does a, a really wonderful job of breaking it down and for gappers to be able to like manage that throughout their gap year because reflecting as like a student, when I get a big project, it's overwhelming. And that big project maybe lasts for four months, a semester. But a gap year in most cases is a full year. And it's really hard to imagine and to plan out a full year's worth of activities or things that you want to accomplish, no matter how organized you are. Because I consider myself a very organized person, but I would still get very I overwhelmed. I can agree, you are very organized. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I would still be overwhelmed. So by having the game plan and by having everything laid out so perfectly and so nicely and to have reflection questions and activities and just resources jam-packed throughout that, I think it's an incredibly valuable resource that if you can get your hands on, you definitely should. And this was just like the tip of the iceberg. Like seriously, there's much more involved. I'll put like the link in the show notes so you can like check out the game plan. But also something incredible is that you get the Student of Leadership Humanity Award, which I think is is amazing like that award it's for can gap to like verify and to give you like credit for everything that you've done on your gap year um and it's for places like work and for university to see like this is what you've accomplished and i think that's so important especially in a day and age of linkedin and you know having these credentials on your resume it's something that will definitely give you a higher up even compared to like university students to be honest because GPA is definitely not not everything. People look or employers look for experience. They want to see, you know, what transferable skills you learn from extracurriculars or work or whatever. And I can guarantee you, you would learn a lot of transferable skills from the Student of Leadership and Humanity Award. Yeah, I love I love how you you speak about how these are all, all applicable to people on gap years and elsewhere, um, yeah, because yeah. they really are just tools for life. But often when we are a student or we have a full time job, we don't have the time and space to actually concentrate and to learn about things other than what somebody else is dictating we need to learn and your exactly. gap year just gives you that space so while the these tools are for everyone uh, on your gap year you just have the capacity to really dive in deep and really reap the benefits of all of this learning about yourself and about the world and um i think it's just really cool uh, like you said to have it all in one place and structured and and giving you that that guiding hand so that you don't just kind of flounder and grasp but anything that comes with you here, here is a, that game plan that will guide you along the way. So, exactly. um, yeah. And I love hearing from you, what your favorites are, because, um, like, like you said, there's so many resources on our website and the podcast and uh, all of the things that we offer. So for you to be able to narrow it down to just a couple of your, your key favorite ones, I think is just super cool. So <laughs> thanks for, thanks for sharing that with us. Um, and now you also, cause you've worked behind the scenes with us in many capacities. So like we mm -hmm. said at the beginning, you started out as a co-op student, um, and then you moved into just some contract work and then you came on full or part-time with us. Yeah. Um, so maybe you could give our listeners, people are always interested, like, what's it like mm -hmm. behind 
behind the scenes. Well, let's peel back the curtain and what's this organization really all about and and how do we function as a team and what are some of the highlights? So if you were to give people a peek behind that curtain, um, what would you what would you tell them about being part of the CanGap team? Well, for starters, working at CanGap is truly incredible. And I'm not just saying this because Michelle's here, but it (laughs) it seriously is. It's a dream organization to work for. And at the end of the day, it's very like fulfilling work to see that, you know, the work that you're doing is impacting people positively and, you know, you're creating change in this world. So I think that's the foundation, but there's a lot of elements working at CanGap. First of all, it's a very welcoming and a very safe space. Michelle and Jazz, who tasked me with different projects, they are always asking about my mental health which I, no one has asked me before this, which is kind of <laughs> insane. But yeah, they're, they're always asking like, hey, Elmira, how do you feel about this work? You know, are you overwhelmed? Are you stressed? I appreciate that so much because I think it allows me to even take some time to reflect on how I'm actually doing, um, opposed to just having the mindset of like, go, go, go. Over time, obviously, you know, we've like opened up to each other and we've kind of shared things that are going on in our own lives and our own like struggles and everything. And it's so comforting to see like, just these genuine and authentic people like caring about you. I haven't like, obviously I haven't had a ton of life experience, but from what I've had, like they're not everyone is like that and not everyone has the best interest for you. And so, you know, by being in sort of an atmosphere where people are very genuine, it's just very comforting. And yeah, it's just created such a wonderful space. I think another element of working with CanGap is how creative you get to be and how insightful it is to work here. So beginning with creativity, because we're such a small team, you end up wearing a bunch of different hats. With that, it comes a lot of just opportunity for learning and for growth. And I've really been able to kind of harness my creative side for certain projects that I do. And then also it being very insightful. So this is definitely the business student in me talking, but there is so much that goes behind the scenes, like seriously so much. And I like, I like, obviously I, I see a lot of things that are happening, but I'm sure there's so much more. It's crazy just seeing all of that and seeing how everything plays out and what sort of elements go into every single project. It's like, wow, like this, like there's so many moving parts and there's so many things that you need to think about. And it, it just, it impacts so many people too. So kudos to Michelle for, for running this for so many years and she's done an amazing and incredible job. But yeah, it's, it's super cool to see all of that. And I've, I've been able to learn a lot from this experience too. I'm constantly learning from Michelle, from Jazz uh, and picking up on things that they do. Like, how does Michelle, you know, go about working on this project? How does she go about, you know, doing this during task? Or for Jazz, like Jazz is so good with her words. Like seriously, like I, I read her like, <laughs> like marketing emails and I'm like, hmm, okay, like this is how I want to word things next time. So it's just an incredible learning opportunity too. And Um, I feel very fortunate to be working with such amazing ladies at such a young age. So I'm very grateful for that. And then sort of the last element is it's challenging and it's very disciplinary. So beginning with challenging, I think it's challenging in a good way because like I said, we're a small team. So you take on different roles and different hats. And for that, you have to learn about different programs and softwares. And that can be very challenging to sort of get used to. There's a lot of learning curveballs and a lot of time that goes into just familiarizing yourself with the software and becoming good at it. It can be very challenging at times. But again, because it's such a welcoming and a safe space, I can ask questions. And then finally, disciplinary. So one of the huge benefits of working at CanGap is that not only is it remote, but you get to have your own hours 
which is kind of a blessing and a curse because, you know, obviously I'm so grateful with my university schedule, but you have to be very timely and you have to be very disciplinary when you, when you sit down to work, you know, when, what times you log off, it's allowed me to develop those skills that I use in my real life and that I use during university and that I know I'll use in the future. And I think especially if you are a gapper, making sure that you become disciplined and that you, that you learn time management skills throughout your gap year is super important because you're going to need that in the workplace. You're going to need that if you choose to pursue post-secondary. It's definitely a hard skill to learn because like in elementary school and high school, a teacher has always been there to tell you what time to do this work, what time it's, you know, it's time to switch and do this work and to do this and to have that all on you. It definitely is a transition, but it's it's something that you're going to learn over time and you're, that you're going to get better at. That's a little sneak peek behind the scenes. <laughs> and all very complimentary. I'm very, I'm very oh. flattered. <laughs> Um, but I I love hearing your story because it really confirms for me that we are walking the talk and that we are acting in alignment with our values and those values of inclusivity and those values of experiential learning, those values of um, supporting growth and development in young people and young professionals and all of those things are so important to us as an organization, as a small nonprofit, um, and as an organization that's trying to do good in the world. Um, and the fact that that has to start internally, that has to start at home, that has to start within our very own organization. And we have to live and breathe those values in order for that to radiate out into the work that we do. And that same love and care that we, we have for our team we extend our team into the people in the world on gap years and every phone call we have with incoming families, every um, email con correspondence that we have is filled with those same values and that same care and that same desire for growth. Um, so to hear that in your own words, um, just puts, it just fills my heart so much today. Um, so it's going to be a good Monday when you, when you start yeah. off your day like this. Um, so, so thank you so much for, for sharing that with, with the world, um, and with me, um, I'm going to take this one very personally today. The other thing that I, the last question I have for you is lots of students, uh, have co-op opportunities that they really enjoy, or they're, maybe they're going into co-ops or maybe on their gap year they're taking an internship of some kind you were really successful you actually <laughs> sought out can gap you were the one that approached me um, mm -hmm. about the opportunity for a co-op placement and then it transitioned into part-time work and uh, is something that you've been able to carry throughout your university career even so I'm curious if you had any tips or tricks or wanted to share how that happened or what what are some things that young people who are looking for that transition into paid opportunities um, what what tips or tricks do you have for them? I think um, if any of you are curious, I guess I'll first talk about how I ended up finding CanGap. So Michelle and I, we kind of go way back. In grade 10, I joined my city's youth council and Michelle was the leader of that. And at that point, our youth council was quite big. It was like, there were quite a few children there or not children. There were quite a few students there. I like never like made a personal connection with Michelle during that time. Um, but it was so crazy. I think it was all fate, seriously. As she was walking out, I was walking in with my friend and I remember just like, I knew she was leaving because she told 
uh, like the organization. And so I was very curious. I was like, I wonder what Michelle's going to be up to. So again, like as she was walking out, I was walking in, I like passed her and I was like, oh my goodness, Michelle, like, what are you going to be up to? And, and all of that. And so she then tells me that, you know, like her organization, the Canadian Gap Year Association has been funded by the government and she's going to be taking on the role like full time. I was like, okay, like maybe I'll just write like the name of the organization and her email down in my notes. And so, and then after that, I was kind of like just in the back of my brain. And then in grade 11, I did the, I, I did something called the business schism. So a schism is a special high skills major. I would highly recommend if you're in high school, different high schools have different schisms. So there's business schism, sports, cosmetology, media and arts. It's, it's incredible. Um, and basically as part of a schism, you do a certain amount of like courses um, that like pertain to that field. And then you also do a co-op term. So in grade 11, I started doing my business schism and then 2020 hit the world when like the world basically turned upside down and I had to find a co-op placement during that time. And so I was like racking my brain. I was like, oh my goodness, like, where do I find a co-op where when everything is shut down? And then I remembered, I was like, oh my goodness, like um, the Canadian Gap Year Association. So that's how I ended up reaching out to Michelle. Um, I was very optimistic because she was kind of like my only hope at that point because I, I had I had nothing else. So I reached out and thankfully Michelle took the opportunity and she invited me on. Um, and it was great. Like I, it was such a fun summer and it was, it was truly, truly amazing. Um, and I think I was still very like naive at that point. Cause I never thought it could turn into a paid opportunity. I thought that was just kind of like a one and done thing. I was like, great, you know, amazing summer. But I want, I want to give you a shout out here though. The fact okay, that you yeah. took the, t you took the lead and you reached out to an organization that you had a connection with. And I think a lot of students are intimidated by doing that step or they fall into the pattern of no, that's the teacher's job or that's my parents' mm -hmm. job. Um, I'm just a, I'm just a kid. I'm just a <laughs> youth. I can't do that. Um, but I think the fact that this should give other people the confidence to be able to reach out to those people and those warm leads are going to be so beneficial, whether that's a family friend, a, a teacher's mm -hmm. brother or sister, somebody that, that's part of your music school you go to or your Kumon or whatever mm -hmm. you're up to that's in your network, really sitting down and th thinking critically, who do I already know that might I might be able to reach out to? Um, yeah. And I think that, that that was a great first step that you made that allowed the rest of this to fall into place. So you said fate. Um, but I'm not sure it's fate there. There's a lot of things on your part where you took the reins and you took leadership um, and were able to to get the ball rolling and put things into action because of the, the actions that you took. Oh, I appreciate that, Michelle. You just made my Monday. Um, but no, I, I really do appreciate that. And I think something that you said, 100%, like leverage your network. It's so important. And I think just really quickly here, um, Michelle talks a lot, I think in the game plan as well, about mentorship and building your network. And I can't stress this enough, like seriously, I think one way that I survived my first year at university was having mentors and was having people that I could go to, to ask questions, to ask for help, to just like even ask them like, hey, do you know so-and-so? And it's so important that you do that. And there's nothing to be ashamed about. There's nothing to be embarrassed or to feel like you're too young. Because if you think that way, then you're always going to think that way. <laughs> and like, at some point you need to like, step out and you need to just like go for it and the worst that anyone can say is no 
right? But then the fact that you never even tried to ask, like you never even knew like what could the answer be, um, I think it's super important. And yeah, like definitely looking at the networks that you have and like the community that you have around you. Um, it may take a little bit of time to sort of think about all those all those like people and 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 all that but I think once you do you'll sort of realize that wow you know the community around me is super fruitful even like teachers like reaching out to teachers they have great networks um and honestly like like for example if I never like asked Michelle and stopped her to like ask about CanGap I probably would still reach out to like the youth council and I would reach out to those leaders and be like hey you know do you know of anyone and hopefully then they would like lead me to Michelle and so it's just super important to leverage your network. I was very naive when it came to like understanding that this co-op could turn into a paid position. Um, and so for those of you out there who are in a co-op or internship, it's definitely a possibility. And so this is what I would do, I guess. And this is why I feel like Michelle's kept me on for so long. Um, I think it kind of falls under the umbrella of involvement and initiative. So a couple of things like just under this umbrella, beginning with involvement, when you come to work at an organization, you want your presence to have like a lasting impression, right? Like you want the people around you to enjoy working with you. Um, you want the people to, you know, see that you're putting your best work and your best effort forward. Um, and people, people can see that, you know, it's like working in a group project and seeing someone put effort versus not like it's you're, you're able to see that clearly. Um, and so sort of going in with like a positive attitude and making sure that you are responsible, that you are organized, that you are timely with the things that you're doing. Um, and obviously there's going to be hiccups and mistakes along the way, but that's how you're going to learn. Um, but just overall kind of going in with like a positive attitude and all those different skills that I mentioned, I think it really helps with that lasting impression. Another thing um, I think is just wanting to genuinely improve and wanting to learn. There are like, and like, to do this, you, you should ask questions, you should ask feedback on the work that, you, that you've done. And I think having that genuine interest in the work, fully invested in the role, I think is, is super important. And initiative, what I, what I mean by this is just saying yes to projects and to new things. Something that has happened quite a few times is like Michelle or Jazz will come to me with like a different project or something that they want me to work on. And they ask me like, hey, do you wanna work on this? And internally, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never done something like this. This is so scary. But then outside, I'm like, yeah, of course, like I can definitely do this, you know? And it's just by saying yes, it's by taking on new things. That's how you're going to learn. Um, and that's how you're going to increase your capacity at the organization. When I first started, I definitely wasn't editing a podcast and making explainer videos and working on the game plan. Like all of these things came over time. And it came by me from saying yes to new opportunities and not being afraid to like take on those um, sort of challenging roles. And again, the atmosphere that I'm in, it definitely helps with that because I know I can just, you know, pop onto Discord, ask a question and it'll, I know they'll help me, which again, has made this so much easier. But then like also if I just, if I kept saying no to different things, I was just, I would still be where I, like where I was a few years ago and I would have never progressed. So I think those were some of the things that really, I think, stood out about me to Michelle. Um, and that's why I've like continued working here. Yeah. Yeah. I think all those are, are super great tips. And I think one thing that you're overlooking in yourself is your ability to communicate. 
um, <laughs> and, and keep us informed. And I think that this is really important, um, whether you're in person, but especially if you're doing remote work. Um, and, and I know that this is probably going to be part of everybody's life moving forward is that there's going to be some component of remote work. Um, but regardless, communication is so important and letting us know where you're at, uh, different projects, um, letting us know what's going well, what's not going well, where you need some additional support. That two-way communication um, is something that's so valuable so that the whole team can work together to support each other. And when things are overwhelming in one area, somebody else can shift and take that on. And, and the ability to communicate um, was another strength that I really saw in you um, so that I always knew where you were at and what you were doing. And um, even though we are in two different cities, working from two different houses and I, I don't even think we've met in person since we worked back together yeah. with the youth committee yeah. so um <laughs> like I think that's just so bizarre but um yeah so I think like all of those things are so true and when you put that out there in an opportunity it can help you stand out and it can help lead to the organization going hey that person was awesome let's bring them back in we've got something else happening we need some more support who mm -hmm. do we know let me tell you same thing about you having a network um, and looking for your co-op placement. It's mm -hmm. the same when people are hiring. If they've got a, a particular project in mind, if they already have somebody in their network, that is way easier and cheaper and more reliable than popping something on Indeed um, mm -hmm. and trying to find somebody and having to go through all these resumes and talk to all these strangers. So if you can leave a really positive impression, then somebody might actually come back and reach back out to you. Um, mm -hmm. And I've done that for uh, some of our entertainment for Frosh Week in past years. These are people I've worked with years ago that I have called back. When I need people to write content for me, I reach back into my network. So that networking piece comes full circle um, when it comes to uh, leaving a good impression. Not only mm -hmm. are you building your network, but you exist in the network of other people who might eventually yeah. have opportunities for you. Yeah. No, I never thought about, about it that way. Like being in other people's networks, that's super cool. But yeah, again, like, like I did, I leveraged my network, Michelle leveraged her network and that's how we've, that's how we've come here. Um, and just really quickly too, I think the communication piece, uh, I just want to thank you for that. Um, but it's definitely something that I've had to work on, you know, it was not like easy in the beginning. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I really like, I need to finish this, but I'm kind of behind, like, is it going to look bad? And again, it comes with, sort of building that relationship and having that trusting bond with your employer. But I feel like as, the sooner you can do it, the better, because at the end of the day, like people just want to be informed, uh, informed about what's going on. Um, and they don't want to be sort of in the dark about, about things, especially, especially like progress and all that. So yeah, communication, super, super important. I love that. I think it's so beautiful. And I think we are so lucky to be such an incredible team working all together. And we are so lucky to have you as part of that team. Um, and we we just adore working with you and it is so much fun. So uh, before we sign off, do you have any last parting words for our audience today? The last parting words that I have for gappers and students who may be watching this would just be to continue to persevere through the challenges um, and through like the different hurdles that life gives you because let me tell you one thing just university itself like there have been so many obstacles and challenges that I've had to face 
Um, and I can imagine like being on a gap year, you're probably facing even more obstacles and challenges, but just persevere through the, through those, be resilient through those times. It is going to be hard, but you're going, you're going to come out as a better person at the end. And you're going to learn so many different valuable lessons. It's truly going to shape who you are. I love that. I think we're, we're all works in progress. And sure. the more <laughs> life experience we get under our belt, the more challenges we take on, the more we learn about mm. ourselves in the world. And um, the more, I, I believe the more fulfilling life becomes um, once we start to, to go deeper and broader. Yeah, um, it's just such a, a beautiful thing, this this life that we have. So let's make the most of it. And uh, on that note, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, it was such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Yeah, it was a pleasure to speak. Thank you so much, Michelle, for having me.